a low Googleization nation. Welcome to Better Leaders, Better Workplaces, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Vivian Blaine. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Vivian's episodes, we'll cover the latest trends and emerging practices around creating resilient workplaces. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to GGG Unleashed, Better Leaders, Better Workplaces. I'm Vivian Blade, President and CEO of Experts in Growth Leadership Consulting and a recognized leadership and resilience thought leader. On this podcast, Better Leaders, Better Workplaces, you'll get the latest insights and proven strategies to help you solve the pressing turnover, burnout, and workplace culture challenges your company is struggling with right now. So if you're a business or HR leader, you don't want to miss an episode. Thanks for joining me for part two of my conversation with Michelle Koch, Senior Vice President and Chief Culture and People Development Officer at Republic Bank. I am thrilled to bring you more from Michelle on best practices to enhance your organization's culture and employee lifecycle experience. And listen for her tips for leading culture transformation in your organization. I hope you find a piece of inspiration here. Let's begin. Let's talk a little bit about leadership specifically. We both serve on the board of advisors for the project on positive leadership. And so how is positive leadership playing a role in the employee experience? And how are you developing positive leadership into your culture? We do have our leadership development programs built around our corporate values, as well as such principles as respect, humility, recognition, resilience, assuming positive intent, building positive relationships, the importance of self-care and well-being, and that sort of thing. We always seek to ensure that the associate understands how their position aligns with the company purpose, which is a key driver of associate engagement. And um, when we think about vulnerability and humility, some might think, ooh, that sounds like weakness to me, but truly that is so critical for our efforts around building trust for individuals to show that they too have some vulnerabilities to share and that it helps associates really feel like they can have their voices heard and that their voices matter as well. We have a lot of tools internally to help recognize associates. For example, we have something we built internally called a high five, which is on our front page of our intranet and we could draft a very short message of appreciation aligned with how an individual is living out one of our corporate values. And that gets posted to the front page of our intranet. And then another individual can then see it there and then amplify that by thanking them for what they're doing. And it's just sort of a, a virtuous cycle there. We just got our engagement survey results back recently and around 90% of our associates agreed or strongly agreed with statements such as understanding how their job helps drive success in the organization, our commitment and support of diversity and inclusion, and how managers care about them as people. And 
one point I'd like to mention also is without very little prodding of our associates, we typically have about 90% participating in the engagement survey and always have because they know that their voices do matter and they are being heard. Our CEO and executive chair read every single comment that comes in, you know, all of that. It's They know that they're being heard, which is wonderful. Yeah. You know, I heard that when you talked about the the roundtables that your BRGs and employees have with your executive team. Mm -hmm. And there's effort that comes out of that, that turns into initiatives and really listening. So I'm not surprised to hear you say that you have 90% participation rate. That's excellent. I was just with an organization yesterday, uh, working with them as part of their leadership development program. And, and we were working on values, personal values, organizational values. We were working a lot on humility. I, my segment was on authentic leadership. And as part of that, we talk about humility and talk about a couple of the extremes, the superiority complex on one side and the imposter syndrome on the other side and sort of the, the balance. We need a good dose of confidence as well as humility as leaders. So, yeah, I appreciate all of the things that you all are doing there in developing positive leaders, which is so much of our focus on the Project on Positive Leadership. I had Dr. Quinn as a guest on my podcast, so we've been talking a lot about positive leadership. What's one piece of advice that you would give to leaders who are ready to transform their organization's culture? I would say start off and do some research and benchmark what other companies are doing. There's a lot of great work out there. So don't, you don't have to feel like you need to invent the wheel, wheel from scratch. But as I mentioned before, I think it's so critical to move to a position of really, truly listening, not to defend your decisions and justify your actions, but to really understand the perspective of others the challenges they face, their passions, their ideas, and so forth. When I first came to Republic Bank, I had the great privilege of just listening for about a month. And I met with board members, clients, associates at all different levels, and tried to really understand who we are and what the pain points are. And you can learn a lot just by quieting your own opinion and just listen to the opinion of others. We have a lot of ways, as some of I've mentioned about having associate voices heard now, but the key really is to listen and then to act because there are a lot of companies that run engagement surveys, for example, and then don't do anything with the data. And then people are going to, over time, feel less inclined to share their ideas with you it's almost insulting that they might express some opinion and never have that addressed or, or heard. So when you're beginning and you listen, find some low hanging fruit items that you can implement and change quickly because that will really enforce the momentum and the desire for associates to give input in the future and bring them along. If there is a recognized change that needs to be made, bring the associates on in the effort. Don't just drive it from the top. Excellent. And I think I, I hear so much of probably what is, is a core value. It might be stated as one, but that whole listening piece mm -hmm. is so important. And to 
have resources that people can benchmark against and, and to research. What Were there some resources that you used when you first got to Republic Bank that helped you to look at what other organizations might be doing? Uh, well, some are professional associations where you can connect to. One of the first books that was sort of a seminal book for me by Kim Cameron on positive leadership. He is with the Positive Organizational Scholarship. He's a professor up at University of Michigan. Dr. Quinn's father was also in that same program. So I had an opportunity to work with a lot of the professors up there, but they really help in like the average person understand some of these positive leadership practices and how they're implemented into work. And it has some assessments in there to help you try to gauge your starting ground in your positive leadership journey. Great. That way you have some information and insight about where your organization is and what might be some of the best resources to use mm -hmm. as uh, a, a starting point. That's so helpful. Um, how can HR leaders best collaborate in leading these efforts as well? Well, I, I think there's two pieces. I think HR needs to always be reaching outside of their organization across industries as a place to get ideas of how to uh, make some changes, uh, understand the challenges others are facing, the ideas, the experiences they've had. That's been critical for me throughout my career, just navigating the pandemic as an example of, of recent years, how other companies are doing and what actions they're taking is critical. But internally, I think it's in, in really important to build true connections with the associate base that you work with. There's far too many organizations that when HR shows up in the room, people are afraid. They're afraid that someone's in trouble, that someone's going to lose their job. You know, they're going to be put on a performance review. And I've had HR leaders reach to me, how can I change that reputation? And the number one way to change that reputation is to not only show up when there's something wrong. I mean, you've got to yeah. build the connections. So that can be really critical, I think, to helping the HR leader. And also dig into the HR analytics. And if your organization doesn't really make use of HR analytics at this point, you need to start because you can play a key role in decision-making at the highest level of the organization if you have the data to explain why the organization might want to take one action versus another. And now with so much technology that is built around human capital management, mm -hmm. there's a lot of resources available there for HR leaders to tap into. Absolutely. But one of the things that struck me when we were talking previously was how you are not part of HR. You have a culture organization. HR is your partner in this work and you report directly into the CEO Correct. of your company. And a lot of times HR doesn't necessarily have that luxury of having culture carved out. So taking, I think, a lot of what you've talked about here and being that partner with other departments and bringing that data, as you mentioned, will really help them to lead those efforts in their companies as well. Yes. Are there any resources that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I 
love listening to a, a podcast by and reading books by Adam Grant. I think he gets me thinking differently. He has the book Think Again, which I think I would recommend everyone give a, a read or audiobook listen to. There is a book called Invisible Women, which I think is very good at helping understand the data bias that's in the world toward the male body and the male life and, and existence in the world. That was really eye-opening to me. Even though I am a female, I just didn't realize some of those disparities existed. There is a book called Imagine Belonging by Rhodes Perry, which is really helpful in any effort around leading inclusively. I subscribe to a newsletter daily, an email that comes in from an organization called Human Times, which takes news clips from around the globe, and there are usually some type of human issue uh, going on. Nice. So, for example, this morning there was one that was a clip from the Wall Street Journal, and it was around how organizations are adding in extra kind of mental health days beyond PTO days and why organizations might want to consider that. So it helps you keep abreast of what's going on in the world. I love podcasts. You've got one going here, but ones I like are with Harvard Business Review has a few. Uh, Radical Candor is one that I like a lot. Um, and of course, we have our tools and resources through the Project and Positive Leadership through the University of Louisville's Business School. So there are a number of tools and resources on there, information from generously contributed through our virtue champions, isn't it? Champions. Yeah, experts. Experts, mm -hmm. virtue experts. experts. Mm -hmm. um, as you are one of those around resilience. So all of those are available. You can, many of them are free, and then there's some that have small costs to them, but a library of opportunity for people to tap into. Great. Wow. These are a plethora of extraordinary resources. So we will make sure that we have links to these or at least them listed in the show notes. Tell us what's the best way for people to connect and get in touch with you. Probably through LinkedIn. I'm out there and anyone is welcome to connect with me through that platform. Great. And we'll have your LinkedIn profile link in the show notes as well. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us today and for all that you have shared with us and for all the tremendous work that you're doing to change the culture of not only your organization, but we know that that has a ripple effect to people's lives and other organizations that they come in contact with. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It was a true pleasure. I trust that you got as much from this interview with Michelle Koch as I did. Here are a few of my key takeaways. Corporate citizenship and workplace flexibility are key employee requirements defining the workplace now and into the future. Culture is experienced in every part of your organization and throughout the employee lifecycle experience. Ensure culture is consistently experienced in all areas. Listen and take action on employee input. And then partner with employees in defining 
what you want your organization's culture to be and in generating and implementing ideas for enhancing the employee life cycle experience. Michelle also mentioned that a great place to start is to get employee feedback to understand what your current employee experience is and do some benchmarking to get a feel for what's possible. I can't wait to hear the impact this has for you. Thanks for joining me today. I work with organizations to build better leaders and better workplaces. Let's work together to enhance yours and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always sharing resources and generating conversations about the topics we talk about on this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. If you're ready to elevate your leadership or would like to bring an inspiring message to your conference or corporate event, let's have a conversation. I'm here to help. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning how to develop better leaders and better workplaces. We'll be back next month with Vivian for another episode. But until then, you can access some of Vivian's resources by visiting her website, vivianblade.com. And remember, don't let the shift hit your plans.